On today's Into Your Head number 639, treating the sea as a joint marinating pot, non-opposable thumbs, the drunk dog psychiatric therapy sales scam, a quick guide to anti-sunburns to burn ceilings, what happens to fictional characters when a narrated story ends, what orchards tell us about evolution, problems with metaphorical trains, infrared one-way traffic lights, the latest breakfast cereal fashions and lots more. You're listening to Into Your Head, hosted by Neil. Absolutely fantastic. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. You've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. You've got topics coming out of... Ah, topics coming out of this cardigan. This cardigan, uh, it's soaked in sweat. I used it to mop my brow while I was on the treadmill. I also hang it over the right handle. Because uh, about 15 minutes in, the handle starts getting wet and slippy and it needs a piece of cloth under it so I usually hang my cardigan over it uh, the other uh, the other uh, handle in case you're wondering has my towel over it I don't want to overdo it and have two towels so I have one towel and one cardigan and that's usually enough it's usually more than enough in fact because you only need uh, you only need enough for it to be under your hand on each rail of the treadmill you don't need it anywhere else and a headband a sweatband wrapped around your head and an elastic sweatband uh, to stop everything going into your eyes that's all you need the palms of your hands and your uh, the area under your fringe they're the only things that need to be uh, guarded against them the onslaught of sweat uh, everything else is fine any other sweat that comes out can be allowed to get on uh, to follow its natural flow it's not a problem in fact it's good for you sweating is good for you as far as I'm concerned uh, if it wasn't for sweat there'd be a lot less water in the world I can tell yeah, I'd say if you did a study. Now, probably no one has done this because the scientists are too busy finding cures for AIDS and going to the moon. Uh, but no, no, if they did any proper research of this, I'm sure they'd find that at least 0.05 of the world's uh, water has directly uh, comes from our sweat pores. Uh, so, uh, if you didn't have that, uh, sweat, is, sweat is salty, if I remember rightly. So, I'm sure there's a good chance that a lot of the ocean water around us comes from our sweat glands or from fishes do fishes sweat there's a question for you I know they have gills and they don't breathe, uh, but do they sweat? How would you know if they did? They're covered in water all the time anyway, they might as well. You might as well have a good sweat. Uh, sweat it all out, fishes. It has to go somewhere. It's not as if they can just uh, wave their hand to fan themselves because they're not in the air, they're in the water. You can't cool. If you're a fish, you can't cool down in the water by waving your hand like a fan in front of your face. Uh, no, no. So presumably they have to sweat it all out into the water uh, so if you're in a fish you're a fish basically you're basically swimming around in other fishes and your own sweat all the time sweat and urine and piss uh, but no no uh, we get all high and mighty about spending 10 minutes in a public swimming pool we say oh we're swimming around in other people's snot and sweat and filth and muck and dirt and shit uh, if you're a fish you have to breathe that uh, so get over yourself have a bit of, have a sense of fucking proportion 
has too many people here getting worked up over it. You see the same. You see the same now when people, oh, people go out and they say, oh, I saw a dog. I saw a dog in the street and it dropped some litter. It dropped a, oh, it dropped an empty crisp packet on the ground. It didn't pick her up. That's destroying our planet, they'll say. It is not. It's just a fucking crisp packet. It's a dog. What do you expect it to pick her up and put it in the bin? No, it doesn't have opposable thumbs. Uh, it doesn't even have normal thumbs. Uh, never mind opposable. Well, people get That's another thing as well. They get worked up over. Oh, they, we've got opposable thumbs. Uh, no one else has opposable thumbs. No one else has any thumbs. It's not comparing like with like. If you're comparing your thumbs with the thumbs of a dog, uh, the dog doesn't have thumbs at all. So it's not, it's not a fair comparison. If the dog had thumbs, but they just weren't opposable, then that would be fair, you see. Uh, here's the dog's thumbs and here's mine. And as you can see, mine are opposable and the dogs aren't. So uh, clearly I'm superior to the dog. Uh, but no, no, it's a different species completely. They've no thumbs at all, so you can't compare them. You can't say, oh, uh, let's compare my thumbs to your tail or your floppy ears. No, no, completely young. Comparing pears and oranges uh, with the likes of, oh, comparing pears and uh, oranges with uh, ostriches and, uh, oh, I don't know, pharaohs, whatever hell, wherever the hell else, uh, tomatoes, you say tomatoes, I say tomatoes, but when we write it down, I can tell you it's spelt the same friggin', or is it? Is it spelt the same way? Now that I think about it, no, I think the plural is spelled differently, or is that potatoes I'm thinking of? Either potatoes or tomatoes, or is it just that I'm always spelling it wrong? I don't know, I seem to always have a disagreement with my spell checker whenever I type tomatoes or potatoes anyway, or potatoes or tomatoes, whatever you like to call them. Uh, I like to just call them uh, vegetables. You foreigners call them produce. You say, oh, look, that's produce. It is not. It's not produce. You don't produce that stuff. It grows in the ground. Uh, it doesn't grow in factories. It grows on the ground. You don't produce it. It's up taking credit away from Mother Nature just because you pour chemicals on it. Uh, the fishes pour chemicals on themselves. You don't go say, oh, look at that fish. I marinated it for three years in the sea in sweat and water and salt. You do not. You don't take credit from the sea for that. The sea did that, not you. Uh, maybe we should start just uh, treating the ocean as a joint marination pot and add in some flavouring and flavour all the sea life in one go. Maybe that could work. I don't know. I'm not an expert in these things. This isn't freaking MasterChef. This is Into Your Head. It's a podcast in which I talk crap for half an hour or so. And you're very welcome to it. Hello. Two dogs walk into a bar. Uh, one of the dogs straight away goes up to the bar and says, Hello, uh, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the barman says, uh, What did you just drop there on the floor? And the dog looks down and says, Oh, I don't see anything. Unless you mean that white speck there. That's a, that's a flea. Uh, I didn't drop that. It jumped off. It jumped ship. I'm shedding fleas like there's no tomorrow, which I think you'll find is a good thing. It means I'm, uh, oh, it means I'm hygienic. Do you want me to just keep the fleas on me? Uh, no, no. Uh, if one of your patrons goes out into the street and needs a piss, uh, you don't expect them to just pee their pants. No, you expect them to let the urine away from their body uh, in, a, in a stream that doesn't uh, flow back onto themselves. Uh, so no, uh, don't go having a go at me over uh, letting out a flea. And uh, uh, the man behind the bar says, uh, fair enough. 
off. Uh, none of my business anyway. I don't even work here. I was just curious. Uh, you probably think I'm the barman because I look like I'm behind the bar. Uh, no, no, it's just one of those two-sided bars. You're looking over uh, two uh, pieces of counter. I'm over the other side. Uh, so, uh, I hope you're well. Uh, nice to meet you, uh, sir or madam or dog. Are you a sir or a madam or a dog or two? I suppose you could be two of the above. Could you be three of the above? Maybe a coat if you're a dog uh, who's in the middle of a, a sex change operation, I suppose. In which case, I suppose you'd be unconscious and you'd be in a surgery. Uh, maybe you'd be between two legs of the surgery, surgery process, I suppose, and you'd be coming in here. It probably wouldn't be a good idea to be drinking alcohol between two sur major surgeries, uh, if you don't mind me saying so. Not that I'm qualified to comment on this, but it's a pub. I can comment on whatever I like. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, there's the barman now. You should ask him for your Guinness. And the dog says, hello, barman. Can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? The barman says, are you a dog? And the dog says, yes. And the barman says, uh, I'm not sure how to proceed here because uh, uh, my instinct is to tell you that we don't allow dogs in here. Uh, but I have to admit, uh, when we came up with that rule, uh, I didn't think that they'd be coming in as paying customers uh, to be perfectly honest you're not a guide dog by any chance are you because that would help enormously uh, that would uh, we guess you'll get her, us more off the hook here and the dog says uh, no I'm not a guide dog although uh, I do know my way around so if any of your patrons need directions anywhere or advice on where to get a taxi I could probably help so maybe you could hire me as your concierge and the barman says uh, I suppose that's true uh, but it's a pub it doesn't really have a concierge and I thought you came in here to buy you a pint of Guinness and the dog says I didn't I just asked could I have a pint of your uh, a pint of your finest Guinness please I made no mention of a purchase or a transaction of any kind although now that you mention it I'd be quite happy to pay for it because I pay my way in this world uh, I'm not a, uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I uh, well why would, why would I be ashamed oh, exactly I'm not I'm not ashamed uh, to say that I pay my way in this world. Uh, let me just reach into my pocket here. Oh, that's my arse. Wait a minute. Uh, do I even have pockets? I'm a talking dog in a pub who's come in to buy a pint. Surely to Christ I have pockets. And the man behind the bar says, I think I see the problem here, sir. You're not a dog at home. Uh, you're one of my regular customers. I recognise you now. Uh, you're drunk and you haven't shaved for a while and you don't appear to be wearing any clothing. Uh, I assume they've hit rock bottom. Uh, maybe you should go and uh, go home to your... Uh, go home to whoever looks after you. Does anyone look after you? It doesn't look like it. And uh, the dog says, uh, well, to be perfectly honest, yes, they do. I had a fine... I have to admit, I'm looked after very well. I had a bowl of bones this morning. Uh, it's absolutely fucking delicious. Uh, then I went out chasing cats and then they came in here. I am a dog, though. Uh, if I was one of your regular customers 
so you know that well, sure the Christ, you'd have recognised me before now, unless you're a drunk yourself, are you? The barman says, oh, you got me there, I am a drunk. <laughs> Don't tell anyone, please, because it'll ruin my professional reputation. Uh, but yes, I'm hallucinating here. I appear to have mistaken you for uh, not being for uh, a human rather than the talking dog that you apparently are. Although I can't see it myself, you look like a human. Is this one of those cons that you see on that programme on the TV? Uh, oh, what's that programme on BBC3? Uh, they set up cons, they say, oh, hello. Uh, they go up to people in the street and they say, hello, I'm a talking dog. Uh, except I'm not, you're just hallucinating. And then they try and sell you some psychiatric help. Is that what this is? I don't know. I suppose we'll find out in due course. Although not during this, the course of this narrative, because this narrative is coming to an end. But we don't cease to exist just because the story is over. Uh, no, no. Uh, it's not like the hollow deck on the Star Trek The Next Generation. Enterprise. No, no, our existences continue, uh, unless we never existed in the first place and we're just fictional, which I suppose is possible. Uh, but that would just mean that when the story uh, narration ends, uh, we continue as we were before to be non existent as we are now. Uh, nothing changes, and a fictional story doesn't change anything about the status quo. Anyway, on with the show. Monkey nuts. That's what they call them. They call them big steaming dolloping piles of monkey nuts. Uh, they call them huge big uh, evapor... Oh, uh, water evaporation outputting uh, bowls of uh, peanuts or whatever. Uh, can you have bowls of peanuts? I begin to think you can now, except only in breakfast cereals. If you look at these breakfast cereals nowadays, it's all clusters. It's clusters of nuts. Uh, here's a cluster of nuts uh, stuck together with honey. You don't find that in any other meal though. If you order nuts in any other meal, they're, seg they're segregated. The nuts are segregated uh, into their natural uh, elements, their natural separation. Uh, they're not clustered at all. But no, no. In breakfast everyone's in a hurry. Uh, so you have to cluster your nuts all together and it has to be crunchy and crispy. They'll say, here's a, a cluster. And the more clustery the, the cereal is of notice, the more expensive of his if they yeah. sticking stuff together is apparently very expensive is that, if that was just a, uh, a muesli with some nuts spread around in it uh, haphazardly uh, that would be a lot cheaper although I say haphazardly some fella there with a clipboard saying how many nuts are gone into that kilo there it needs to be 73.8 no more or no less is exactly like uh, what's that programme that I'm watching at the moment uh, Breaking Bad uh, the fella's on there uh, making the uh, making the mets and he says oh that's only 93% it needs to be 94.5% and he's there with a clipboard because he's a perfectionist that's exactly what it's like in these serial companies except without the drugs and they're not breaking any law as far as we can prove or as far as we know uh of course, when we see the drug fellas, we all know straight away, drugs are illegal. So we can straight away say, that fella's breaking the law. Just as if you see someone with an axe in the street uh, chopping a fella's head off, you can be pretty sure. You can say, that fella's breaking the law, it's illegal to do that. But if you see a fella in a cereal factory and he's measuring out how many nuts to put in everything, unless you're a, a food law expert, you're not going to be able to make any uh, clear allegations without risking... 
Oh, how whisking getting sued. You better be damn sure of yourself if you're gonna say, uh, that fella's putting too many nuts in that and he's breaking section four of the food and uh, nut insertion uh, act 1964. Uh, although nowadays, of course, we're going to have a... Just announced a new law here in Ireland uh, that they're considering putting into effect uh, whereby there'll be a tax on sugary drinks. They'll say, if that drink's got sugar in it, you're damn well paying a tax on it and paying the tax that'll make you uh, lose weight. Especially if you're paying coinage. You take the... Oh, you take these heavy coins out of your pocket and you hand them to the shopkeeper and straight away you've lost several ounces of weight off you which will more than make up for all the sugary drinks. Uh, what have you bought your coffee and you put sugar in it? So you have to tax the sugar and you say I'll have a black coffee uh, give me the sugar separately or I'll bring my own sugar so you don't have to try me the tax. I don't know I don't think they've taught all this true uh, but then again who am I to? I don't want to get bogged down in political comments here so let's move on from that. Into your head. Do you like this programme? Well, it's about time you proved it. Search for Into Your Head in iTunes, leave a five-star rating and write a nice review under it. Do it today. It's been six years, you know. I'll be checking. I eat podcast listeners for breakfast, you know. Mmm, breakfast. Anyway, review the podcast in iTunes. It's important. Hash browns and toast, please. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit intoyourhead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. Traffic lights, that's what they call them. Try call them traffic lights, not to be confused with the mandatory lights that you have to be attached to traffic, uh, attached to each individual item of traffic. Each vehicle has to have its own uh, self, uh, self-propelled self lights. You can't just rely on the traffic lights because the traffic lights aren't there for illumination. Uh, no, no, the traffic lights are there to tell you when to go. And if the lights, uh, oh, if you can only see an infrared light or ultra green light uh, one or the other uh, then you're going to have a problem uh, because as soon as the green light goes off uh, those who can't see although maybe that will work here's a here's an idea for you if all the people going one direction at the crossroads uh, were only able to see ultraviolet light and all the people going the other direction were only able to see uh, ultra green light whatever it is the green equivalent of ultra red light is uh, then, as soon as the red light went off and changed to green, all the people who couldn't see green, uh, they'd be able to see that the red went off. So they'd be able to assume that the green was on, so they'd go. So that would work. And the same would go and would go apply in the opposite direction. Uh, but you'd have to make sure everyone was going uh, the same direction all their lives. Uh, which, as the world gets smaller, that's becoming more possible. Uh, because if as soon as, as soon as we're fast enough, as soon as our traffic is fast, 
enough. We'll be able to have roads, as I believe I mentioned recently, we'll be able to have roads that just go all the way around the circumference of the Earth. We'll just have a series of uh, world, uh, orbital roads go around the Earth. Uh, so everyone who's only able to see green can be constantly just going clockwise around the planet and everyone who's able to go red, ah, you get the idea. Uh, but of course, until then, we're just going to have to manage the way we are at the moment with our lights. And you still have to have individual illumination on cars because you're going to need to see the car in front of you. Now, there's a problem for you because if the car in front of you has red lights on the back of it and you're only able to see green light, that's going to be an issue. Uh, I suppose the cars going in that direction will have to have green lights on the back of them. Uh, you'll be able to see the headlights coming the other direction no matter what uh, state of vision you have, of course, because they're white. Uh, although in some countries they're yellow, if I remember rightly. Uh, I'm probably overthinking this or incorrectly thinking this. I don't know. I'm not a traffic management expert. Excuse me for trying to apply my thinking to a fresh topic. Uh, that's how you get. That's how you get places in this world. You get people to have a think fresh thinking on a topic from people who know absolutely nothing about it. That's how we're going to advance the state of uh, our world. You get people up in uh, parliaments and they'll say, oh, let's have a look at this science thing. I don't know anything about science, uh, but I understand that if you combine, uh, oh, if you combine a couple of chemicals together, you can make another chemical or a compound. So if we get a, oh, if we get two atoms of hydrogen and one of oxygen and combine them, then we've got air. So let's just buy up all the hydrogen and oxygen we can and put them together and then we'll have air and then we'll, uh, oh, we'll have no more problems. We can pump air over to the moon. Can you pump air to the moon? Could you beam it over in a virtual pipe, I wonder? I don't, don't, don't see why not. It's not like anyone's going to interfere with it. No one's going to cut off the oxygen supply uh, to their own planet. Uh, I suppose, well, I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't know. You don't know with humans nowadays what they're going to do. They're very unpredictable. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, for example. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, humans might decide. Oh, uh, we're going to we're going to start doing everything, uh, everything we can to. Uh, let's see what we do. No, I can't think of that. That thought has gone astray there. I've lost my train of thought. Uh, I never assembled the train in the first place. I've lost all the carriages before they're even stuck together. Uh, so, how do, you, how do you fuck do you lose the carriages when they're all on rails, though? That's the question. Uh, maybe they're uh, they, they, they derailed, but surely they wouldn't have strayed that far. Although maybe they could because they're metaphorical carriages. I think that's the problem. That's the problem with metaphorical carriages uh, they're not attached to anything uh, they're not glued to the rails and you can lose them a lot more easily than the real ones ironically uh, well it's not ironically I suppose uh, what if the metaphorical ones are uh, huge they're ten times the size of a normal real world carriage uh, would it still be as easy to lose uh, probably yes I suppose it depends on the construction of the metaphor. Uh, now, uh, if you don't mind, you're going to interrupt myself there, because the rest of that is a pile of crap. Uh, so, uh, let's uh, let's move along. I present to you an academic article of mine from several years ago entitled The Evolution Argument, Why Octopuses Don't Drink Milk. 
The glaring differences between the octopus and its humble land-living cousin, the domestic two-legged cat, have always fascinated me. I think they are a perfect example of how the adult self is formed by nurture, not nature. Put an animal on land, where it has almost unlimited access to old ladies who feed them cow's milk at least daily, and place its cousin in the sea, where there is absolutely no access whatsoever to dairy products, and watch what happens. The sea-dwelling puss grows no less than four extra legs. It begs the question, why on earth do we listen to nutritionalists when they tell us that milk is necessary for a sufficient supply of calcium to keep our skeletons healthy? Uh, let me clear this alleged scientific fact up once and for all in a simple table, uh, which I now have to translate into audio. Fucking hell. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I've got, what I've got here is a, a table. On the left column is entitled species, and then beside each species you have the daily milk intake in points, and the number of legs, and then the leg body ratio. So for the domestic cat, uh, also known as the land puss, uh, the daily milk intake in points is 2, uh, the number of legs is 4, so the leg to body ratio is 4 to 1, and for the octopus, the sea puss, uh, the daily min milk intake in points is 0, the number of legs is 8, so the leg to body ratio is 8.1. I think we can see clearly that milk is very bad from your, for your bones from the above data. Besides which, milk comes out of a cow's ass and is full of crap. If you must consume a beverage that is sourced from an animal's arse, at least select a species that has high standards of hygiene. A cat, for example. Personally, I think the vegans are the only people who've got it right. In Vegania, they had a war several years ago that wiped out all but the most aggressive of animals, and ever since, vegans have been afraid of the remaining farm animals, so they just let them be. Frankly, they're a bunch of pussies, but they've got beautiful creamy white skin, and their bowel movements are as regular as clockwork. Now, I've always believed it was important to have well-disciplined digestive organs. You can't have a situation whereby your arse just lets loose whenever it feels like it, especially if you're about to buy a lovely new house at time of writing and plan on putting a lot of nice new furniture in it. So I'm thinking I might cut down on my fibre intake and eat less carpet. That's why we've decided to get either tiles or wooden floor coverings in all of the rooms. Wood is natural stuff from trees, so it's pretty much a vegetable and I don't know what tiles are made of but I'm almost certain they don't come out of a cow's ass because they've got very sharp edges. That's why I've never understood the attraction with Toblerones or tortilla chips for that matter. Give me a nice round smooth apple or orange every day and I'll make you some nice harmless pain-free brown liquid. I love making smoothies. Besides, where the hell are you going to find vitamin C in a piece of cow excrement? Don't kid yourself. Any cow that has been intelligent enough to eat oranges all its life sure as hell isn't going to allow itself to end up in an abattoir. Although as I write that, it occurs to me that I used to live in a housing estate called Applewood Heights, and there was an abattoir at the bottom of the road, and there were no apples left. Apparently they were all used up along 
time ago. Now, I'm not sure whether that proves or disproves my theory about cows and vitamin C, but it says a hell of a lot about the vulgar extravagance of the people who live loose to live in that town. Wood is a precious enough natural commodity already, but when you think of the tiny amount of wood that is in the stalk of an apple, and imagine how many of those you would need to pee, create a piece of apple wood furniture, you have to be ashamed to be human. Little wonder then that we all go around dressed in the skins of other animals in a feeble attempt to disguise the fact that we are members of a race that has been famous since the beginning of time for committing sins involving apples and bananas of course. But there's no mention of that in the Bible is there? Of course not. The creationists and religious zealots don't want us to know that we used to have a lot of bananas as that would prove that we evolved from monkeys. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash into your head pod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash into your head podcast into your head sunburn ceilings that's what they call them they call them well they will now i'm coining the phrase i'm going to coin a phrase now in every episode of into your head and today's phrase that i'm going to coin is uh what did i say it was a ceiling a bollocks uh Sunburn ceilings, absolutely fuck a sunburn ceiling uh, is any uh, any flat piece of uh, barrier that you put anywhere between you and the sun. It could be anywhere. It doesn't need to be uh, just over your head or at the top of the walls or anything. Oh no, it could be uh, could be 21 billion miles away just in front of the sun. It probably have to be fairly big then. The principles involved in sunburn ceilings are very, uh, oh, very simple. Uh, basically, the ceiling, the further away from you that the ceiling is, the bigger it has to be. So if a sunburn ceiling is, uh, oh, just over your head. It just has to be very small to block the sun. Uh, but if you want to put it thousands of miles up into the air, uh, then it has to be fucking massive. Uh, so no, uh, lower is good. Lower is good. That's why these people building their fucking skyscrapers need to calm down, take a chill pill. Uh, they're going to need bigger ceilings uh, just to not get fucking skin cancer. Uh, no, no. Uh, small ceilings are the way to go. Uh, not to be confused with low ceilings. I don't, uh, I don't condone low ceilings at all. Uh, no, no, I condone small ceilings though. And in order for a ceiling to be uh, small, it has to be low. Uh, so I suppose in a way I am condoning low ceilings, just not directly. Uh, not directly. Anyway, uh, sun ceilings, they're the way to go. On with the show. Sit, Rody. Sit. Good cat. Into your head podcast.com.